It's a, uh, it's a great privilege to be able to be here and to speak to you this morning. I want to give you uh, information. I know there's several of y'all have asked me and I've told y'all, mom is doing better. Uh, she still has a long ways to go. Um, uh, you know, so continue to lift her up in your prayers. Uh, you know, she has a cruise that she has to go on on October the 7th. So she has a lot of, a lot of healing that she has to do in between now and then, but we're praying that that is going to happen, uh, you know, for us. Uh, you know, this morning, uh, you know, as we think about this and the last two songs that was sung, I think they are excellent for the message today and I want to go in and I want you to go ahead and turn to Genesis chapter 32 and we're going to be looking at verses 22 through 31 uh, you know whenever we do this now I want to go ahead and if you've noticed in your bulletin there's the title for the message so let's go ahead and let's get this out of the way so that we don't have to worry about this any longer okay it's wrestle or wrestle or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, it's a struggle with God. And in the scripture that we'll look at today, I believe we will find that, uh, you know, that God wants us to do this. Now, I'm not talking about the wrestling. I'm not talking about the WWEF or WWF, uh, you know, World Wrestling Federation. I'm not talking about that type of wrestling. Uh, You know, now, how many of you ever wrestled in high school? Uh, Now, I know all the girls are not going to raise their hand, but are there any guys in here that wrestled in high school? Anybody? I'll tell you what, you had to be a man to be able to wear those tights. Mm, You had to be secure. But, uh, you know, that type of wrestling is the wrestling where you engage one-on-one, you know, and we see this. And today we're going to look at this engagement, but... As you're turning there, hopefully you're already there, I want to bring this out to you, and here's what we're going to do. You know, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, the scripture tells us this. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. So whenever we look at this passage of Scripture, I want you to understand that there is something here for us to learn. There is a lesson in this or it wouldn't be in the Scripture. God gives us this, so today we're going to pull out what I believe he wants us to learn from this particular passage of Scripture. You know, we go in and we look at this, and I say this, and I'm going to preference this because the key passage of Scripture that we have, I don't want you this morning to look at it as an absolute, okay? But this is a passage of Scripture scripture that gives us a nugget of gold or gives us some uh, you know knowledge that we need to apply to our life but it is not something that has to be done every single time 
as in the parable of uh, you know the woman uh, you know that went to the judge. Uh, you remember that one in Luke chapter eighteen, verses two through five. That talks about the woman that constantly went to the judge. She pestered him over and over, day after day after day, and because of that, he was going to give her justice. Now that parable teaches us about prayer. Now, that doesn't mean that every single prayer that we pray, that we have to pray it over and over and over again until God answers it. There are some prayers that God simply wants us to pray one time, and then we have faith that God has heard that prayer, and we leave it in His hands, not to bring it up anymore. But there are times in our lives that there are things that we look at that we bring to Him every single time that we come to Him in prayer. Whether that be a lost loved one or whether that be a struggle that you're going through, whatever it may be, but there are those things that we constantly bring to Him. And there are things that we just lay at His feet and we give it to Him once, knowing that He is going to answer that prayer. So it's a nugget for us this morning. It is wisdom for us that Scripture has. So let's look and see what this passage of Scripture is and what it tells us. In verse 22, it says, That night Jacob got up and took his two wives, uh, you know, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of the river Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all of his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched and his was wrenched as he wrestled with him. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Then the man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he replied. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with human and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Penella, saying that, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life is spared. The sun rose above him and he, as he passed Penella, and he was limping because of his hip. So we see this passage of Scripture. Now, I might need to set the stage a little bit for you because if we go into the passages of Scripture prior to this, we find that Jacob has worked 
20 years for his two wives. You remember, uh, you know, he tried to trick his father-in-law, you know, or his father-in-law-to-be, but his father-in-law tricked him, and he didn't get Rachel as his wife the first that he worked the seven years for, but instead he got her older sister, so he married her, and then he had to work seven more years to get Rachel, and then all of this time he worked his father-in-law's flock uh, you know, through this, but if we go even before that, and we go to uh, you know his brother Esau and dealing with his brother Esau and how he tricked his brother Esau out of the birthright, and not only did he do that, but remember his mom helped him out and put wool and stuff on his skin so that he could go in and trick his father for the blessing uh, you know, that went to the oldest son. So we see in how his name and how his life he constantly tricked and conjured up and worked out things to where it always worked out best for him. So we find this throughout his life and here we are Uh, He has now left his father-in-law, and he is headed back to his hometown where God has told him that he needed to go back. Before this, he sends his brother Esau a present. In the scripture, he sends lavish gifts to his brother, hoping that his brother will receive the gifts and forgive him for his trickery back early in his life. He's trying to smooth this out. And we find even further in reading through that scripture that not only did he do that, but he set forth and he sent hundreds of camels and goats and sheeps before him. And he actually even had his family and all of his servants and his sons and his wives go before him, hoping that if, whenever his brother Esau came upon them, that they would deter him and they would kind of soften his heart a little bit, that whenever he finally got through all of that, that whenever he God to Jacob that he would either be too tired from the battle of all the other stuff or he would be soft-hearted enough to accept Jacob and allow him to come in and, and not give harm to him. There again, he's always he's thinking about himself. And we find this, and in, in, I don't know about you, but I find it interesting that the writer wants to make sure that we understand that Jacob is on that side of the river or the other side of the river by himself. This is the first thing that I want us to look at. He has sent all of his wealth. He has sent his wives, his children, everything across the river. And then he goes back and he is there alone. I want you to grab this because there are times that God is telling us, you need to be alone. You need to be by yourself sitting there with no other protection, no other distraction, just you. But then I want you to grab a hold of this, uh, you know, because what happened? Whenever he was alone, a man showed up. The scripture, we continue reading on in that scripture, and the scripture says at the end of the battle that this man changed Jacob's name. It gives us an understanding of who this man is. So who is the man that came and battled Jacob? It was God or Jesus Jesus, you know, God is the one that came and battled Jacob, uh, you know, the man. There again, I find it interesting 
Jacob didn't, you know, didn't pick the fight. You get it? Jacob was there alone. A man showed up and they began to wrestle. I don't know about you, but if a man, if I'm there by myself and a man just simply comes wandering up, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to pick a fight with him. I, you know, I'm not, I, you know, but we get this, and this is something that God engages. Uh, you know, God engaged Jacob in this battle. It was not a battle that Jacob was looking for. Jacob was worried about his brother Esau coming towards him and how he was going to perceive all of the things before Jacob. So Jacob's not here looking for a battle, but he gets one. There are times in our lives that God comes to us and he says, you need to be alone. You need to go by yourself so that you can wrestle with me. I've got something for you. Are you willing to do this? Put everything over on the other side and then wrestle with me. Hopefully everyone that's sitting in here has came to that moment in time in their life because if you think about it, salvation is that wrestling moment or one of those moments in our lives that God comes to us and he says, hey, are you going to turn loose of the things of the world and accept me or are you going to continue to be on the other side where all the wealth and all of your family and everything else is? Are you going to choose to be with me or with everything else? But then there's other times that God comes to us in our lives, uh, you know, and he presents himself and he says, all right, what are you going to do? How many of you worry about your jobs? How many of you worry about your next steps that you're going to take? You know, these are things that God brings to us and that we have that comes into our lives. And, uh, you know, let's, whether we want to face it or not, they're battles. There are people that, you know, today that, uh, you know, that struggle with addiction. Uh, you know, I have a nephew or had a nephew, uh, you know, that got so caught up in drugs and alcohol that he literally had to stay in a home for two years away from his mother and his father and his sister. He had no outside contact because the drugs and the alcohol had grabbed a hold to him so badly. But through that process, he received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. He wrote a letter to my mom thanking her for her prayers and telling her the night that he accepted Christ as his Savior. That was a battle that he went through. Now, there are battles that we always go through. I imagine that there are sins and there are things in your life that you struggle with today that you struggled with the first day that you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want you to see this because this is not just simply one of these little fights that lasted two or three punches and then somebody's flailing on the ground. 
It says that daybreak, the sun was rising up, and he noticed that he wasn't going to win this fight. Now, this is interesting. God noticed he wasn't going to win this fight. Wait a minute. God, all-powerful God that created all things, sustains all things, he couldn't win that fight? What it gives us and what it understands, there are times in our lives that we can't do anything except for hold on. Hey, yo, nobody was winning that fight. Jacob said, I am not letting go. What I have and what I see before me, I am not letting go. All he was doing was hanging on. There are times in our lives that we can't move any farther. We are completely exhausted. Nobody's throwing any blows. I'm not making any headway. He's not making any headway. Y'all see those... Uh, you know, man, I think I'm preaching to myself. This is great. Uh, you know, you got the tug of wars. Y'all have seen those wars where the rope doesn't move, right? You got this little knot in the string right here and it stays right there. This is where we are. Nobody was winning. Nobody was advancing. The struggle was right here. And he says, okay, wait a minute. Nothing's going to happen. He's not going to turn loose. I'm not giving up. So this is what he does. So he touches his hip. Therefore, he adds a little bit more pain. Let's go ahead and injure the man while you're wrestling him, right? He touches his hip, wrenches it out of the socket. Well, you know, it's pain. Jacob says, I'm still not letting go. I am not going to let go until you bless me. How many times how are we and how are we even willing to hang on to God even whenever we hurt and say, I am not letting go until you bless me. I am absolutely not going to turn loose of you until you give me what I'm asking for. Do you do it? There's so many times that we come to the altar with a struggle. We get this little tingle that runs down our back, and we're like, whoo, I'm done now. Let me go sit down. And he says, no, this is a battle. This will last for the rest of your lives. Will you hang on to me? Are you going to be willing that whenever you can go no further, just simply to hang on? Wow. Y'all were hard this morning. Uh, you know, this is, this is something that God is speaking to someone here because we all go through battles. There's times in our lives that we begin the battle and we're like, okay, it's too hard. And we stop. Therefore, we don't get the blessing. You get it? It's only whenever we are willing not to stop, not to turn loose, until we receive the blessing that God will actually bless us. Now, I, you got to get this, you know, because what was the blessing? What was the blessing that Jacob got? He was a brand new man whenever he got up from the battle. Although he was hurt, his hip was wrenched. He was no longer Jacob, the trickery. He was Esau, he was Isaac, or not Isaac, he was Israel. He was changed. And how do we know he was changed? Where did he go? The next day, whenever he got up, he crossed the river and he went in front of his family. 
It was no longer let them protect me, but let me protect my family. It was no longer Jacob the trickery, or you know, it was now uh, you know Israel, the one that is going to stand before God Almighty because of what God has done for him, because of the blessing that God has poured out poured out on him. Man, this is exciting stuff. Do you want a blessing? Are you willing to fight for your blessing? Are you willing to hold on to God until he blesses you, regardless of the pain? Are you willing to hold on to him until the sun rises in the morning? Are you willing to hold on through all of the struggles, through all of the troubles? If you are, he says, I will bless you. You will no longer be Jacob, but you will be Israel. You will no longer think of yourself, but you will think of other people before you. You will no longer love the way that the world loves, but you'll love my way. You'll no longer have a weak faith, but you'll be stronger because you have held tight and close to me. I will bless you through all of these things. Whoo, man. I think I'm going to stop right there. I don't know what time it is. I don't care. Because, see, the thing about it is, is there's somebody and there's some people that's in the midst of a battle. And the altar call for you right now, right here this morning, are you willing to hold on until you get the blessing? Are you willing to hold on to God with all your strength and all your might? Because you know what he has for you is better than anything else. There is a transformation in your life that he is offering you. No longer Jacob, but Israel. You're no longer just John, but you're a child of God. And you are doing my work. And you are holding on to my hand. And I will take you forth. And I will bless you mightily. You've got to hold on. I don't know what the struggle is. I don't know if it's overeating. I know that this week I did. I did. You know, I have to confess, the first day that I was there, my uncle had fried chicken. I was like, oh, fried chicken, I'm not going to get me a salad. I'm headed that way. The fifth piece of chicken, I was like, okay, i got to quit. Whoo, man. I tell you, but the battle is worth it. We've got to fight through. God is calling us. He is saying, hang on. Hang on. The battle's here, but you got to keep hanging on. You got to keep hanging on. If you want the blessing, hang on. Hang on. I know you can't do any more, but hang on. Church, wherever you are, he says, hang on this morning. I don't know your life. I don't, but he does. And he says, hang on. There's a blessing coming. Whatever you've asked, hang on. I'm going to give it to you. You got to hang on. Hang on, the sun's going to rise. Hang on, because it's there. Hang on, he's going to bless you. This morning, if you're in that battle, let's stand. The fight's almost over. He says, hang on, I'm going to bless you. Hang on, the fight's not done. Just simply hang on this morning. I don't know what it is. Hang on. This morning is that morning of encouragement. Hang on, the blessing's coming. Hang on, he's got something mighty for you. Hang on, because you will not be the same once he gets through. Hang on, you're no longer Jacob, but you're Israel. You're no longer Bob, 
Billy, Sarah, Sue, Steve, but you're a child of God. And he has a blessing for you. Hang on. Hang on this morning. Hang on. The altar is open. If you find yourself in that battle, and you're like Jacob, you can't do anything else except for hang on. This morning, bring it to him. Hang on, because he's got a blessing for you. When you move, darkness runs for cover. Amen. When you move, no one's turned away. Amen, brother. Where you are, fear turns into praises. Come on now, let your fear turn into praises. Where you are, no hearts left unchanged. So come, move, let justice roll on like a river. Let worship turn into revival. Lord, lead us back to you. Yes, come. Amen. So come, move. Let justice roll on like a river. Let worship turn into revival. Lord, lead us back to you. When you Lead us back to 
Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today and for the words that you have given to us. You know, God, yes, we are all in a battle because we are here on this earth. But we follow you and we trust in you. And God, I pray each one that is here at this altar right now, dear Lord, that they are holding on to you. And God, they are crying out to you for that blessing. God, for that mighty blessing that you have for each and every one of us. Whatever it might be in the victory of that battle that they're in. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, whether it's taking an addiction away from them or whether it's taking a temptation away from them or it's the struggle in the household or whatever the battle would be, God, but you would bless them through that. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that you would give them the strength to hold on, to hold on to you as we trust in you. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor, before we close, um, there's been a song that we'd like to sing. And it's simply a chorus, and it says, This is how I fight my battles. Is that the one you want? This is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you, Jesus. Amen? This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Come on now. It may look, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. One more time. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Because this is how I fight my battles. Bring Jesus to the fight fight my battles this is how i fight my battles this is how i fight my battles it may look come on now you know sometimes it looks like you're surrounded right but we're surrounded by jesus nothing can penetrate that amen it may look like i'm surrounded but i'm surrounded by you amen sing it to him It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you, because the devil's a liar. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. I send Jesus. This is how I fight my battles. Amen. Good word, sister. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. This has been good. I uh, I want to give you some information. Uh, you know, um, 